This is the Iowa State Athletics SciCast. The SciCast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors, which have the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. In today's SciCast, Eric Heft and I look ahead to Saturday's Iowa Corn Cyhawk Showdown. Can the Cyclones break Iowa's four-game winning streak in the series? If so, what will it take to do it? Let's go in search of answers right now. Eric, you've seen this rivalry for many, many years, and there have been a lot of good games. There have been some duds. Uh, what kind of game do you expect? Well, I expect a really good game. I think two teams that are solid, uh, still trying to find their way. First real outstanding opponent, I think, for each team. Uh, no, no uh, knock on you and I there, but I think you're stepping up in competition. Uh, it'll be interesting to see which one took better advantage, Iowa State with a bye week or Iowa getting a chance to iron out their wrinkles in a game against Rutgers who was seriously outmatched. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm excited, but I think uh, these teams match up uh, very closely. Well, they do, and you know what's interesting is you, you look at it and you think, okay, it's going to be a defensive battle, and, and maybe it, pro it probably will, okay? We also have two veteran quarterbacks that are really good. So... I think there'll be some offense, too. If you can call a 19-year-old uh, Brock Purdy a veteran <laughs> quarterback, but he's got a lot of games under his belt. He's 8-2 and two as a starter, so uh, he's, he's, he's pretty good. But Nate Stanley, I think, has really taken strides in the games, you know, the two games that I was played so far this season in being a more consistent decision maker, a quicker decision maker, and a guy that's been delivering the ball on time. And I think uh, so you always have to be wary of that. I think the key thing, though, John, uh, for it to be a higher-scoring game, one of these teams or both is going, to, is going to have to find a way to run the football. And if you can run the football successfully, so many other things are going to open up. It's going to be a really tough challenge, I think, for both these teams for that to happen. Although I was certainly encouraged by the way Iowa, Iowa State's tailbacks ran the ball against UNI. I thought they did a really good job. The running game was solid. Averaged four and a half yards from the tailback spot, uh, which David Montgomery never even did. You know, so I think the offensive line shows some real improvement, and the backs. Uh, I thought maybe they missed some things out there, but they still were very productive. Now you mentioned both teams wanting to run the football. Of course, both defenses are set up to stop that, and and two good defenses at doing that very thing. I mean, Iowa State gave up what 34 yards uh, against you and I in a triple overtime game. Yeah, Iowa State's run defense, I think, is really solid. Iowa's got some really outstanding offensive alignment, and I think their backs are good. I, I've really been impressed with Sargent in particular. I think he's been a real bell cow for them, and uh, some quickness, some elusiveness, and, and really hard running. So uh, it's not going to be easy to stop these run games. But I really love uh, the way Iowa State's defense uh, just dominated the line of, line of scrimmage. And you know, I tell you, McIlvain, the quarterback for UNI, was absolutely tremendous. And if he hadn't had those uh, ability to extend plays time after time after time, uh, the game wouldn't have been close. But he was tremendous in that game. Nate Stanley's uh, so different. Uh, he's not going to run the football very often, occasionally on a bootleg or some uh, more of a, as an element of surprise. We'll see if Iowa State can, can react and, and stop their run game and then make them get into those third and long situations where play action is really meaningless. You know, their receivers are really their focal point of their offense this year, which was certainly not the case in the past. And last year they had the two great tight ends. It's really a different offense this year. It is. You know, the receivers are really good. I mean, I think going into the season, I would have said maybe that would be a question mark about this team. But they've played very well. They've got uh, really good speed. And I think their route running and their hands have really improved. You don't see the drop balls you'd seen in the past. Uh, and, you know, 
you're talking about two first-round draft picks at tight end that are gone. Uh, you know, they don't have another one of that caliber at this point in time. So it, certainly they had to change. I think it's good coaching. You got to play your best players and get the ball to your best playmakers. And right now, that's the wide receivers. Epines is one of those guys that you kind of have to game plan for. I mean, and, and I suppose you game plan for every player ultimately, but he's one you have to game plan for. He, he's a difference maker. He's a, a very disruptive player, to be sure. And I think if you go back to Iowa State's game against UNI, pass protection wasn't as good as it needs to be. And that was an area where Iowa State was pretty good most of last season. And uh, they're going to have to step it up. And uh, whoever's out there, whichever tackle is, is – on him, I mean, he's probably going to have to have some help, whether the running back chips down or, or you have keep Dylan Sainter in or one of the tight ends, uh, which limits what you can do in the pass game, but you have to keep him from getting undue pressure on the quarterback. Today's SciCast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to support Iowa's farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. What did you think of Mike Rose as an outside linebacker in week one? And what did you think of Orion Vance as a starting linebacker in week one? Really liked them both. I mean, I think Mike Rose, uh, he is the epitome of a football player. I mean, I think he told him he had to play safety. He'd figure out a way to do that, too. Hey, put him at the end. Yeah, he, he can do that, too. Uh, he, he knows how to play football. He's a playmaker. And Orion Vance, I mean, how good does he have to be? Uh, that he bumps Mike Rose out to that out, outside backer spot when you've got some pretty capable guys out there already. So uh, I'm really pleased with the way Orion Vance played and you know a guy who's just gotten better and better and a guy who I think has the strength you know, and, and the vision to really read that situation very well and be a great run stuffer for Iowa State. Important game mentally for the Iowa State players. I mean, sure. it's going to be a grind. It's going to be a battle. There's going to be a lot of emotion, a lot of energy out there. How do you fight through all that? Well, it's game two, and I think that's maybe the single biggest thing. It's one game, and there's going to be a lot of emotion in each game. Interstate rivalries, it's just ratcheted up. There's no, you know, getting around that. But you have to make sure you remain assignment sound, and I think that's one of the things Matt's talked about a lot, and it's obviously very important. Play action works. Uh, when you're not assignment sound. And if you are, uh, they have a much harder time really making that work. So I think defensively, you've got to be very disciplined. And offensively, you know, you can't have the false starts. We saw that in the Alamo Bowl last year, uh, something that Iowa State didn't have uh, the false start issue in, in game one, but they had a couple penalties that really cost Iowa State points. So, uh, you know, typically, uh, when you worry about emotion, it would be the false start kind of thing. But, you know, there might be some chippiness out there, and I think you have to maintain your poise. You can't afford 15-yard penalties. I mean, Matt, uh, Matt always says you have to win at Iowa State in the margins, and those are some of the margins you have to win and not making the, the mental mistakes or being overhyped up. You've got to stick to your game plan. I think that's the biggest challenge, and, and I would say it probably is a challenge for Iowa as well. Important not to turn it over, obviously. And another thing is, Iowa State has not been able to force Iowa into a turnover since Matt Campbell's been Iowa State's head coach. This would be uh, no time like the present uh, for, for them to turn one over this week. I'm all for it. <laughs> There's no getting around that. Uh, you know, and I think, you know, one of the things, too, that Iowa just – and Iowa State, uh, their defense as well as Iowa's. I mean, they're more bend, don't break. I mean, they're not going to give up the big play. Keep everything in front. And John Haycock has said the same thing many times. And I think if you can find a way to hit that big play, I mean – that, that's going to be huge. But, you know, for Iowa State, I mean, they've got to take what the defense gives. And then when you get in the red zone, which team can be effective 
getting the ball in the end zone. I mean, sure, field goals, you got to take the points where you can get them. But, man, seven is more than twice as many as points as three, John. I, <laughs> not a math guy, but gonna, <laughs> would you agree with me on that? I'm 100% with you on that. So, yeah, that's a, that's a big deal, too. And special teams in general are going to be a big team in this, uh, big deal in this game, as they are most weeks. But when you're talking about games that are typically going to be three, four-point games, I mean, it's a toss-up the odds makers have it. So, um, this is one where those little things can make all the difference. Well, you know, last week it was kind of a mixed bag for Iowa State. I mean, Connor Asali missed a big field goal, but then he came through, made big ones, made big extra points. I mean, these are all these points. Every one was absolutely necessary when he made them. So uh, those are really big, big moments in, in the game, and you got to come through. And uh, Iowa, on the other hand, hasn't really been in any pressure situations yet where that would really be a factor. All right, last thing. Game day's here. It's obviously a big spotlight for Iowa State football. A real compliment to Matt and his staff that something like that has happened. It's awesome. You know, I, uh, just the hoopla around it, you know, and I think Matt's made a good point. It doesn't really affect his football team that much unless the players let that happen, and I don't think this team is, is really going to. Uh, but it's great for Iowa State, you know, thanks to you know, Jamie's leadership, to be sure, you know, and, and Matt, what he's been able to do to develop this program where it's worthy of a game day. I think it says volumes about where Iowa State is, where they've come from, and I think where they're headed. Doesn't hurt to have a rabid fan base either, and that's uh, certainly played a big role in all this too. Yeah. Ask Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> ask, ask San Antonio or you know, Memphis. I mean, any of those places where Iowa State goes, Iowa State fans are among, if not the best. Today's SciCast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn why Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are Iowa's clear first choice. Thanks for listening.